0: I've been blessed in my life to have many wise mentors. some were living, some were their writings, uh, those who were deceased. And obviously, at times, I've had some challenging leaders in my life as well, who sometimes have contributed for my growth, sometimes for better, sometimes a little bit by the negative way, so to speak. But in today's gospel, we are being presented with the wise men, Herod. And in these men, we get to see, in a sense, choices presented to us on how we can live out our lives of faith, and hopefully how to connect to Jesus Christ and His church. These figures, in a sense, present us questions of do we have the courage to seek not just wisdom for its own sake, but wisdom for a purpose? Or do we, kind of similar to Herod, live a life of illusion, kind of focusing on ourselves, ignoring the greater light that is right before us? And how we kind of answer and struggle and wrestle with these questions. Can really challenge us, and also hopefully, if we answer positively, lead us to a life of of excitement and purpose in this coming year. Now, for myself, the mentors I've been drawn to over the many years is, in a sense, always had a purpose in what they were trying to do. Whether it's when I was a writer and editor, and we were working on publication, or in the business world, assisting people in developing some things, you know, or just simply in the parish life, how people have led parishes, or coaches I've had in coaching their team they're always much more concerned about drawing people to them in order to bring them to somewhere else, sometimes to someone else. Most of the time, these leaders were really quite selfless, and most of them were really very much interested in helping me learn something new about myself, and also sometimes challenging me in the process as well. That's really a sign of a great leader. One of my favorites was my high school English teacher, Mrs. Nay, who was very kind, but also could be very challenging, pushed me a little bit beyond what I thought I could do. I remember as a sophomore in high school, she actually assigned me the economic book of the Wealth of Nations, mentioned in that first reading from Isaiah, that great book by Adam Smith, a very hard economic book to read, and she gave it to me as a challenge. I didn't always do well with it, but she had the great courage to see something more in me than I could see in myself, and that's a great, great leader, the great leaders who can see beyond and be inspired by the light and hopefully draw others to it. That's what we're looking for in our leaders. In a sense, they were like the Magi who we read about today. The Magi were truly seeking truth. But most importantly, when they found it, they didn't hesitate to adore it. And that's a key distinction. You can find the truth. You can find knowledge and wisdom. But what do you do with it? The Magi, in a sense, were great, great men because they also allowed themselves to subject themselves to it. They just simply didn't take the wisdom from themselves, but truly adored it and allowed it to transform their lives. And that's what makes for a great leader, a great boss, a great father and mother, coach or teacher. That's what we're looking for. Conversely, I think we've all had some bosses who are probably a little bit more like Herod. And since Herod is that prototype of those who kind of spend their time, their energy, their talents, and simply just protecting their illusions, protecting themselves. They're always focused on what they can get out of the situation for their own benefit. And they're not really interested in enduring anything other than themselves or their hobbies or what's right in front of them. And to the interest that they have in other people, is truly to achieve their own ends. There's not that sense of falling down in the presence of something greater than them, allowing the great light that has existed before time itself began to allow them to see a greater reality beyond them. One of my favorite quotes from the author of Animal Farm in 1984, George Orwell, once wrote that, it's a constant struggle to see directly under one's nose. Most of our vision, when we look at it from a biological sense, is really memory. What we see is oftentimes what we have seen before, and that confirms to what we already know. We use our vision very specifically at times. There's some great psych experiments where they'll ask people to watch maybe a game and see how many people pass the ball back and forth. Meanwhile, they'll flash like an image of something crazy. And most of the people won't see that image because they really are truly focusing their vision on what is right before them. Missing out, of course, on the great amazing things of life, the miraculous nature of the things. And in a sense, that's what we see in King Herod. The star was there for everyone to see. The wise men could see it. Many could see it. The shepherds could see it. But he was unable to even get out of his apartment in his kingdom to look above. And if he could, the odds of him actually seeing anything is quite slim. His vision was truly focused on what was right before him, which is ultimately himself. And that's not what we're being called to do in our lives of faith. Our year for our challenges this year, I would argue for myself and all of us gathered here, is continue to work to open up our eyes of faith. Hopefully, allow the light of Christ to be the main kind of guide in our lives this year. And hopefully, through that process, see Christ in others, in ourselves, throughout the course of this year, each and every day. It's not an easy task, because it also means looking at ourselves, seeing where maybe we're falling short. Sometimes it means looking at ourselves through the help of Jesus and Mary. Maybe the saint that you've chosen this year to inspire you, sometimes we can see something that we're not always proud of sometimes we have a bit more of King Herod in us than we suppose, where we get kind of trapped in our own vision, focused on ourselves. But the good news, of course, is that the light of Christ is continually pouring down upon us. It's always there, ready right, to, in a sense, give us that great vision to see truly who we are, who we're being called to be, that we see more clearly our true homes, the true relationships that can really build us up allow us to become the people God is forming us to be. So my brothers and sisters, hopefully we all can be like the magi, that we can seek knowledge, but also to seek those relationships that expand who we are, that expand our spiritual vision this year. That when we see Christ, we truly see him, especially in this mass and adoration chapel, that we have that great gift to fall down in adoration, to fall down before him and receive the gifts that he wants to bestow upon us, the gifts that he's always had in place for us. That's the great promise of this feast day of the epiphany. And hopefully this is what awaits us in even more sense throughout the course of this year. So hopefully with our hearts, minds, and souls truly alive with faith that we can truly leave this Mass announcing that gospel of the Lord, that gospel of the Lord that is such a profound gift that has been pouring out upon us these past 2,000 years. And the more we're a part of that great vision, that great light of Christ, we too hopefully can be a light to draw others to Christ as well and bring them truly to their home in heaven forever. Amen.